0: And welcome to episode 36 of Spinal Tap Minute, the podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and none more black eyes the movie This is Spinal Tap, one magnificent minute at a time. I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com.
1: And I'm Sean German of of 5MinutesOfMime.com. And with us today is a special guest, Badger McGinnis of Squamish Studios. Badger, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. All right, so uh, we we've had we've called you here today to discuss minute thirty six of the movie. This is Spinal Tap. Minute thirty six picks up where we left off on minute thirty five. The cliffhanger was Ian has something for the band. It turns out it's smell the glove. We end with Nigel asking uh, the question of questions, and in between, Ian shows the band uh, the new smell the glove cover, and uh, we talk about it for a little bit. So here we go with minute thirty-six. So we ended last time with uh, Ian with uh, holding a box over his head. He opens it up, and it's uh, it smell the glove.
0: Yeah, this is quite a quite an iconic minute that we've got you in here, Badger.
2: It is, and it makes me flash back to several occasions where I have done this with bands that I've been in. Where we've finally gotten the the copies of the first album that we put out, and we're about to unpackage it so we can see it for the first time, and it really is an exciting moment.
0: Yeah, I um. So with bands that you've been in, has it been always CDs or cassettes or what are we talking about?
2: Uh, early on, it was cassettes. Uh, I, I would think uh, I would say the first two were cassettes, and then after that, it was always CDs.
0: And what do you think about this minute? Like, we're gathering everybody together. I think um, Mick Shrimpton almost looks like a corpse here, <laughs> sitting here <laughs> with his sunglasses and his hat. Yeah. And maybe a, something in his teeth, like a cigarette or...
1: I'm pretty sure it's a cigarette, yeah. 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 Well, the, yeah, there is some stuff going on. It, it's so tempting to just jump right to the end. But just gathering people around. I I love Derek. Um, so David has run out in the previous minute to greet Janine, who was flown right. out from London to join the tour. So Derek has to step up to the mic. Uh, you know, Janine interrupted the mic check, and then so so Derek steps up and he's David. Smell the glove is here, mm-hmm. and then the little oh hello Janine that he kind of tosses in at the end, just kind of so acknowledging that she is that there.
0: Ian saying that no it's Derek. it's Derek. yeah okay yeah. color me wrong so this is
2: the the very first time that we actually see janine correct
0: well just like the minute before this where she comes in right but hello but, darling but yeah, this is yeah. the yeah, first time seen, that
2: yeah. she's here in the movie with the band right, right. okay right so okay. that brings up a question i have in my notes that we can get to later okay but in in the in the shot right here in the shots previous, we can see the uh the bass of Derek Smalls that he used for uh, Big Bottom. Right. Which is a classic unto itself. Yes. Of course.
0: Yes.
2: Not only the bass but the song itself. Yeah. It's yeah. that the double bass, right? Right. Or the yeah. double neck bass. Yeah, and I think one of them is an eight. Uh, I was watching this earlier, and I'm pretty sure one of the one of the halves. I don't know how you you term it, but but one of them is an eight string. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, we didn't talk too much actually about the bases that were. At. We talked about the fact that all three of them have bases, mm-hmm. but we didn't really talk much about that one. Um,
2: well, see, that's what happens when you bring a bass player to yeah, your podcast. Exactly, they obsess about the bases. <laughs> and in fact, I was trying to do a a freeze frame on the base that Derek has right now because I thought it might be a Spectre NS2, but it's not. Mm. I actually couldn't tell what brand it is.
0: And it looks like, um, like we mentioned before, the way they put that tape on it kinda has a nod to Van Halen totally. guitar look going there. Yep.
2: Yeah.
0: So yeah, this is quite a hub of activity. The, the 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 albums have come out.
2: And you've got the film crew in the background and you've got the uh the, the stage text, the stage hands working as well. So right. yeah, there's a lot of and look, you can even see the sound guy at the soundboard in the background there for
0: Oh bit. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it looks like Mick's wearing that one of the, another one of those striped shirts we were commenting on how mm-hmm. how often yeah. the band members have the stripes on and yeah, there's a lot of uh, yeah, there's a lot of people on stage right now.
1: Well, and yeah, the, the the attention to detail as you know, as a documentary, you'd have you'd have all these people, you know, during sound check, there'd be a sound guy and there are you've got the the roadies assembling stuff on stage and yeah, there's a couple glimpses of the camera crew and um, and you know I'm sorry, I'm just looking at Viv in the background, just with his uh you know, with his 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 red and black striped shirt. He's he's looking great.
0: Which, where are you at? Because we're... Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He looks awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's, like, what taking it all in. And then I like how he's nodding his head, like... Yeah, of as course. Ian is... says, yeah. classic. Okay. You know, uh-huh. simple, classic. Yeah. Yeah. It was like...
2: No, I, I, I know that uh, a lot of the guys from TAP went and did research and, and tagged along with bands, but did, um, uh, I'm blanking on the director's name. Rob Rob Reiner. Jeez. That's fine. Uh, Did he also do, uh, some research with bands before he started putting this together? Because like you say, the attention to detail is really, really good.
0: That's a good question. We know that the director, and I'll have to get his name for next time because I got it in like the first couple minutes and I just forgot his name. But the, I mean, Rob Reiner's the director, but right. the cinematographer the is city, a uh, is a document a music documentary cinematographer. So you can definitely tell, you know, that they use somebody that knows what it looks like and feels like to do music mm-hmm. documentaries and band documentaries. But yeah, and then I mean, Rob was hanging out with and doing projects um improv stuff with these guys. So they were all building this rapport for several years before they decided to do the movie. Right, okay. But as far as yeah, what other bands and musicians he was hanging out with, I'm not sure. Now do you guys know
2: what hat Derek is wearing during this? Because he wears it mm-hmm through some other scenes and I've never been able to make out what exactly it says on his hat.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. a West ham.
1: Okay. Hat. Yeah. It's, it's a yeah, football team from, from London West ham. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's best if, um, when you're, when you're watching, cause we had the same question. Cause there's a lot of scenes. You can't really tell the, the best look at it that you get is when, uh, they visit Graceland. So when you go back go the next time you watch the movie watch out for uh, yeah for that scene when they're visiting uh, Elvis's grave that's when you get you can you can make out the uh, the West Ham on the hat okay yeah so uh Derek's quite the football fan we see him I think this is I think he's wearing this hat throughout many of the scenes, but he uh, his shirts he he's, he goes through many different jerseys of different uh, different English football teams. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he seems to not be beholden to one specific team like a lot of people are.
1: Right.
2: Now, continuing on with uh, the keen fashion sense of Spinal Tap, this yes. is another scene where
0: <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> Nigel is wearing his Gumby shirt.
0: Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and this isn't the first scene where he's wearing it. He was wearing it earlier in the party yep. scene. And
0: right.
1: then
2: I can't remember if it's before or after this scene, he's wearing a, an actual Gumby, Gumby. F- figure. in his yeah. Shirt.
1: yeah, it was back at the hotel. He's like, yeah. yeah, he got a little figure in his shirt pocket. Yeah, Are we he's-
2: ever told what his fascination is with Gumby and Pokey or is it just just kind of a thing
0: I think somebody one of our guests recently said that there is maybe one of the deleted scenes or extras that he talks about discovering Gumby and Pokey the show while being you know touring in the U.S. and you know falling falling for them on a you know, late night viewing, but I don't recall any more details beyond just liking them. Yeah. Okay. I think they're just. I don't know. What it, did you? Um. Were you a fan of Gumby and Pokey as a as a kid? Not especially. I remember watching a few episodes. <laughs> but... <laughs> uh,
2: not not really, but I think it does fit with Nigel's personality because at his core, I think Nigel is a very sweet guy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And uh, cartoon-like, well, you know, stop-motion animation-like
1: Gumby, just, it, it, it
2: fits.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree, totally.
1: Well, and I think the, the the character of Gumby is kind of on that level. You know, you think of, there's other cartoons like, like a Woody Woodpecker or Bugs Bunny, that they're, you know, they're imps, they're kind of, they can be fiendish, they're clever, they're tricky, and just you know, unless, you know, except when he's butting heads with Janine, Nigel's very straightforward. He's very literal. He's not someone who has a lot of guile. And so, you know, in terms of cartoon or, you know, stop motion of children's television, a character that's very like Nigel is, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, is Gumby. Do you think they could be symbolic of Nigel
2: and David's relationship. (laughs) I do now.
0: (laughs) So I guess it's probably a time to just get into the meat of what's going on here. This is, yeah, we've kind of been
1: dancing around.
0: This is a shock for the band. David obviously is not happy. And Janine is shaking her head. Like what the F? is going on here
2: but you know compared to what they had planned I think (laughs) Janine might be a bit relieved at this point
0: yeah well we were wondering if she ever even saw the concept art for the real smell the glove
2: right Mm -hmm. I
0: kind of hope she didn't (laughs) (laughs) yeah so Ian's saying smell the glove gather around you know where's David David get up here that's the moment we've all been waiting for plenty for everybody and all this stuff is going on. I'm just, you know, looking at the, you can probably tell I'm reading off of the, the transcript here, but it's, this is smell the glove by spinal tap. David says, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, wait a minute. This, this is not what I signed on for, you know, it's like we heard there was going to be a compromise and this is a little bit more than a compromise. What, what do you think, Sean?
1: Well, yeah, I was just going to say that we've, you know, we've seen some of the other covers that of the band's albums through the years, and there's you know there there isn't a defining theme. This isn't like um, you know like Iron Maiden where there's a consistent look and feel and a consistent character. Other than there's a lot going on. All the album covers are are colorful, and there's you know there's they're just busy. There's a lot going on they're they're not a band that's interested in simplicity and this is a very simple concept
0: or it's so, kind of a high concept i think actually
1: yeah like yeah. the
0: then, idea of like that you don't have to have anything on it at all yeah,
1: yeah. well and so and I have, I have a question for you badger mm-hmm. so so earlier there um uh bobby and ian are talking about the album cover and ian is saying the record company has has problems and she brings up the example of the white album, you know what the and what was that the white album? What was that? Nothing. Do you think this? So, so the black cover is this Ian's idea, and is that just you know did he did he kind of riff off of Bobby mentions the white album, and then he just goes, well, I'll just do the same thing but, but, but black. Yeah, I mean, maybe he got that idea subliminally. Yeah, because we don't we know they've been talking, you know, between. Bobby and 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 Eaton Hog and and Ian but we don't know where this concept came from other than right. it's a, it's some compromise
2: well later on in this minute he does say very explicitly death cells mm-hmm. yeah and so maybe yeah. he took that white album idea and flipped it on its head and you know we know that a lot of metal bands especially from this area were era were really using you know death and dark themes as a way to um how to put this lyrically and thematically death was showing up a lot in um the album cover art and mm-hmm. uh and, and lyrics and so on i feel like i'm repeating myself that's fine okay <laughs> yeah the de- death sells right so and do you think
0: like when ian's saying that it's like you know we've been saying all along here, he's sort of like making excuses about things, but acting like it's all on the up and up, like, oh, this got canceled, but it's uh, it's not much of a college town, ta- you know, Boston. Boston's not much of a college town. And oh, you know, well, we're really going to saturate the Philly market. You're know, not going to concentrate so much on New York. And so is this, you know, is he grasping at straws to say, oh yeah, well, death sells or, is, you know, how, much does he really believe, I guess, in this or is he just
1: How much is he BSing?
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, I think there's a lot of BS in this. I think <laughs> I think Ian thought that well, I don't think that Ian is a very very creative person. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think he grasped at some straws at this point and thought, I I, I don't have anything else but death cells and what is you know what, what could represent death more than just something that is completely black and dark?
0: Then I would go one more and to say that he wasn't even thinking death sells, but that if David said that it looks like death, and then he was just like, oh, well, death sells. You know, like he just... Right. Mm. Just right away is like, whatever they say, I'm going to turn it into a positive kind mm-hmm. of, you know, like, mm-hmm. where's the silver lining in this? It's like, yeah. it's like, you know, oh, okay, it's like black leather. It's like, oh, you can see yourself in both sides. Like everybody's, <laughs> David's really the only one that's calling bullshit at this point.
2: Right. And, and that leads into something that I had written in my notes and, and, and why I brought up the topic of uh, if if this was Jeanine's first time really showing up with the band. hmm since it's been a while since I've watched this, but watching it again, like the, the first few times, I had kind of a, a dim view of Janine and and her influence on David. But but now that I've got a little bit more perspective, mm-hmm. I don't quite see it that way. And at first, I used to think that Janine had a really negative impact on David and was really kind of manipulative, mm-hmm. including this scene. But I don't think that. She really had an influence on what David thought about the album cover. Right. You know, because she didn't have any lead in time to it either. This is the first time that she's seen No, singing. his
0: reaction seems genuine, genuine and she seems like she's supporting that his supporting his reaction. Right. Yeah. I would agree i still the jury's still out for me on her being manipulative, though. But oh, yeah, <laughs> at least in this scene, yeah, I think she's you know do, doing what a partner would do. Like, wait a minute, what's going on here? You know, right? Being supportive of his his take on things. Yeah,
2: yeah and David's like, no, this is this is utter bullshit. This is a stupid album cover. Why are yeah. you trying to push this on us? And and Derek and uh, and Nigel are being a lot more flexible. I- Mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. Like, they're trying
1: to work with Ian. Right. They're considering it, at least. They're, you know, they're taking it in, they're forming an opinion, where David jumps right to, I don't like this.
0: I think ever since David was put in the where-are-they-now file, (laughs) (laughs) his his mood has changed. You think Mm so? Yeah. He's not as ready to play along i think i think the the walls are crumbling around him and he's starting to figure
2: out do you think he's starting to see through ian's bullshit exactly Uh uh-huh
0: yeah yeah because i mean i think that's a, a big slap in the face when you hear your old music on the radio and then they say that's from spinal tap and then they say currently residing in the where they now file and the band is currently on tour right that is like something's amiss big
2: time and you're starting
1: to get shows canceled in the middle of a tour
0: exactly what i think and you still don't have a record to promote
1: yeah yeah well so that that's what i was gonna jump in with that part of the problem is that the tour is to promote the new record but the new record isn't in stores. And I think maybe that's probably contributing to the cancellations. It's snowballing that you don't have, you know, people go to a record store, they're not seeing your album. So the record store isn't going to promote that you're currently on tour. Um, And so it just adds to the pressure on Ian. That time is of the essence, that the sooner they get the album out, the better, the longer they wait, the worse, the more cancellations they're going to be. Even if they did have a different concept other than just the the black, um, then you got to get an artist. You got to get it put together.
0: Right. You know, someone's got to
1: do time. it and fire up the printing presses where if you just say, just make it black, then you can get it done.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, the way the, uh, the music industry worked during this time especially was – if you are a band, you came out with an album, and then you went on tour to promote it, and then mm-hmm. you repeated that cycle over and over again until you were burnt out or, or died from heroin overdose or, or whatever. So to have your album not out yet while you're in the midst of a tour is a recipe for disaster.
0: Yeah, I think we're seeing that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and and maybe David's frustration just started to boil over at this point.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think he's reached his this point because yeah. the album
2: has already been delayed.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Well, so and I think this starts to go back to something David said when they're in the limo, uh, when they're driving between New York and they're going to Philadelphia, and they're they're talking with Ian. David's talking about you know what's going on with the album and, and where we're at. And he says, "Well, I'm, you know, I'm not blaming you." And I, th- yeah. I think we 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 remarked at the time that we're like we were skeptical then, and I mm-hmm. think we're even more skeptical now that Ian's the guy. Ian's their interface to uh, to the record company, to the promoters, to everyone else. So if someone's to blame, why not blame Ian?
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, and Ian's starting to get. Uh, his fed upness too, because he's he's sort of matching David's energy here mm-hmm. you know, with like this fed up from his point of view, so we're we're starting to get into some, yeah, some different territory here, and uh yeah, and just to to break away from that too, it just I love. Uh, Derek looking at the album <laughs> on both sides, <laughs> his eyes kind of widen as he's like looking at it like it's a mirror on both sides. it's just he's it's just a great
2: and then his eyes get wide like he's having a psychedelic experience. <laughs> <laughs> It's just one of those little moments that are peppered throughout this entire movie that are so awesome. Like at the very, very beginning when uh, Martin DeBerge is doing his his introduction about the movie and he, and he does that weird, awkward crossing of the arms. Yeah. But he can't really <laughs> hold it, so he's <laughs> just got to let it
0: go. <laughs> yeah, I think every minute has a little something like that, you know, it's so great. Well, is there anything else about this particular minute that we want to talk about, or or do we want to move along and and um, wrap this guy up?
2: Well, I had a couple of things. Uh, I did some research, and so getting back to the original proposed artwork mm-hmm. with you know the the woman naked and all fours and she's greased up with the with the glove dog and collar. <laughs> <and> yeah. <gloves.
0: laughs>
2: so what I found was that that was a a subtle reference to a white snake cover art, uh, cover album cover art. Yes. Um, mm. Called Love Hunter.
1: Love Hunter, right.
2: And I don't know if you've seen it, but it's <laughs> just, it's so horrible. <laughs> this gigantic snake <laughs> and this snake woman with her back towards uh, the viewer and she's riding the snake and it's just, it's, it's very subtle.
0: It's yeah. Real subtle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think when the um, Ian and uh, Bobby, Bobby are talking about it, we did talk about like a variety of covers from that era, but I don't think we really specifically talked about this and it is. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty nasty (laughs) it's um yeah subtle like you said like hmm, i wonder what they're alluding to here with this (laughs) naked woman (laughs) strapped to a huge snake
2: and sadly pretty typical of metal bands from this era
0: yeah yeah that's that's good stuff good stuff we'll make sure to to uh post that image or send a link so other people can look at it
2: <laughs> enjoy it for themselves yeah um there's one thing that i forget who mentioned it but somebody called it a black mirror
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah it was which dark.
0: nigel yeah. says it's like or nigel a black mirror. yeah like a black mirror yeah.
2: I mean obviously back when they were
1: making this they didn't know anything about the TV show, but Black Bear. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I think the TV show is named after this line. <laughs>
0: it, could be. it could
1: be. Just like Poison is named after Mix uh, the band Poison is named after uh, Mix T-shirt. t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. But that's so that that that's interesting. You know, we can we could dive into that line. We could probably do an hour just about you know the the concept of a black mirror and and relating to a lot of the themes in um in that show, yeah, but I don't think we will
0: let's not <laughs> we can, that can be a bonus episode <laughs> yeah. that you and badger do <laughs> I, I watched <laughs> that one episode that everybody knows about, and that was enough for me. I'd just rather leave that one best unsolved you really. you're
2: with that aren't you yeah. <clears throat> Uh the other thing that I wanted to point out was uh, have you guys seen the the real documentary a year and a half year and a half in the life of it's a Metallica documentary
0: Oh no I haven't
2: No well that was made uh, during the tour for the black album for, okay. For, for their black, their album. black
0: album. And okay. there's
2: this great scene where spinal tap actually shows up and gives them shit about their album. <laughs> cover art.
0: Awesome. You can find
2: it on YouTube if you're curious. Great. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's a great recommendation. Nobody else has mentioned that. Fantastic.
1: Yeah. They did kind of steal the idea. <laughs> so there actually have been just kind of going off on that. So there've been a few, uh, Different albums with with black covers. So mm-hmm. there was you know, the the Metallica that you mentioned. There was uh, uh, ACDC Back in Black had a sure. black cover, and uh, doesn't uh, Jay Z had a black album?
0: I believe so. Uh, Did he? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not um, all up on my Jay Z. I gotta say, I know okay. he's hosted some parties that were ones where you dress in all white, but that's a whole different. All yeah. wax, a so, whole different color palette.
1: Um, so not necessarily a bad idea, and I think you know Bobby's right that the cover isn't necessarily the reason why an album sells or, or doesn't sell. So uh, I'm not I'm not as down on Ian at this point as as David is. Is all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I think it's just you know where David's head is at in general. So, mm-hmm. but let's see what happens in the next minute. I'm I'm curious to see what happens next.
1: Yeah, so I think we can end our, our discussion on on minute thirty six just with uh, with Nigel's closing thought, which is how much more black.
0: Yeah, how much more black.
1: And uh, if you feel like coming back, if you can come back again tomorrow, Badger, we uh, we might have an answer to that question. Absolutely.
0: Cool. Awesome. Well, then we'll wrap up um, episode thirty six of Spinal Tap minute. Stay connected with us through our website, spinaltapminute.com and subscribe if you haven't already, or if you're a new, a new listener, we'd love for you to subscribe and get all caught up on these episodes and, and join us um, for the rest of the tour.
1: Yeah. And uh, if you're uh, into the Facebook thing, we've got a group that we like to call the spinal tap minute groupies lounge. So uh, swing on by and, and join the conversation there and uh, badger. Do you have uh if, if people want to hear more of of you or or what you do uh any any anything you want to plug anything you want to let our audience know about
2: sure uh squamous studios is my small book design and game design uh company and you can visit my site at squaousstus and find out all the cool uh role-playing game books that I am currently working on
0: sweet
1: all right excellent excellent we'll make
0: sure to put a link in our notes so yes
1: find it. awesome yeah so, uh, so check that out and then uh, go to sleep, wake up, brush your teeth, and come on back and join us tomorrow where we, uh, we continue our exploration of how much more black could it be.
0: <laughs>
1: and so, until next time, and so say all of us, tap, tap into you know America. <laughs>